Beer and Honey, the German football pod. Beer and Honey, the German football pod. Today, Bayern play like Bratwürste in Frankfurt. Stuttgart and Leverkusen shine in the best game of the season. Dortmund lose, but somehow it's not that bad. And Union Berlin win a game. Hooray! All of this and more in this week's edition of Beer Hunt. Hello, dear listener. I'm Rafael Honigstein. And I'm Christoph Biermann. And we welcome you to another episode of Beer and Honey, the German football pod. Lots to talk about. But before we start, may I remind you, Beer and Honey couldn't exist without you. If you haven't become a member of the Beer and Honey Supporters Club or even an ultra, why not do so just before Christmas? You'd certainly help us out. Okay, Christoph, I think the biggest result of the weekend was, of course, Bayern's 5-1 defeat in Frankfurt. They like to go 5-1 down in Frankfurt. It's not the first time in recent years. But the last time this happened, just over four years ago, Niko Kovac got fired after the result. I don't think it's as bad for Thomas Tuchel. And yet, the result, the performance came as a real shock. Were you shocked or was it the, the logical conclusion of some of the problems we've talked about all season? Uh, to me, it came as a shock, uh, especially when, when, when you take uh, in perspective the uh, performances of Eintracht Frankfurt recently, uh, because uh, in the week they, they uh, went out of the German Cup in Saarbrücken uh, and they were defeated 2-0. And Saarbrücken is a third division team in, in Germany. And... Um, Uh, and they de deserved to go out. It was not a, a, a kind of freak result as the win of Saarbrücken against Bayern. So, um, and they were five games without a win and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of discussion about what's, what's going wrong at Frankfurt. And here we are, um, um, them scoring five goals and I I was I, at the same time I was at the Alte Försterei and we talk about this later and I I was looking up the expected goals as I usually do because I know I let, let, let's see what what's uh, what's happen uh, happening at the other um, games and and I thought when I looked up the numbers I think Frankfurt had a zero point eight uh, at half time and they were three nil up and and I thought oh yes they were very lucky scoring from 40 meters two times deflected and so on but when you looked at the at the actual goals uh, they showed uh, how can I say that terrible defending of Bayern and uh, especially uh, Diet Upamecanuk caught the eye in, in that uh, respect. Masraoui. It's, it's the only thing he caught all, all day. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I guess you, you saw it, uh, the full 90 minutes. So I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to hear what your explanation is. Mm, I'm not looking forward to it. It was a, it was a horror show, Christoph. It was a horror show. The two... Fullbacks were all over the place, both substituted at half time, which I'm not sure that's ever happened before at Bayern, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, they def definitely deserved to be taken off. Um, Alfonso Davis and Nusea Masrawi, full of mistakes, wrong positionings. 
everything you shouldn't do as a fullback, they both did. As you said, Upamecano had a terrible game. Joshua Kimmich had a terrible game. Giving away balls, um, no control. It was really, really awful. And up front, they weren't so bad, but then they didn't have the usual amount of chances and... Yeah, Bayern were constantly on the back foot because they, they ran into counterattacks, they lost their man, and you're you're so right. I mean, that's the point that Tuchel made when you concede five goals from an expected goal, I think, of 1.5. Yes, it does suggest that your position have been a bit lucky and they score every single time they shoot, but it also shows, or it's also a good proxy for you defending badly because every single time Frankfurt did go forward and Bayern made mistakes. It was never one we won. It was always there were still people around, but they didn't react or the positioning was bad or they discord from tight angles or they played, you know, some some really nice football in the final third, but um, sort of maximized Bayern's disorganization. And that's how you end up with a with a terrible game. Now I think there's two ways to look at it. One is to say this is all a one-off and an outlier because Bayern didn't play football for 10 days. They were rusty. They <laughs> didn't find the aggression. Frankfurt were ready. Bayern weren't ready. These are the kind of games that can happen. Every Bayern season has at least one game like that. Or you can say the chickens came home to roost because the issues, the big issues that this Bayern team has had uh, build up problems when there's a high good press and that lack of defensive organization in midfield, lack of organization for stop in midfield, the balance that was cruelly exposed by by Frankfurt. Now, my take is somewhere in the middle because I think these structural problems exist and I hope that we don't have to add Manuel Neuer to them as things go go by because he he looked not great on Saturday. But I also think that the level of ineptitude and disorganization and individual misapplication was so high that I don't think it's a real accurate reflection of where Bayern are. I don't think they're quite as bad and I don't think they will lose too many games like that because we haven't seen that this season with the exception of the Super Cup game. Saarbrücken game was different, as you said, bit of a freak result. So this is the, the second bad defeat in, in a season that's in December. So let's not, as Thomas Müller said, lose our heads too quickly. Yeah, Thomas Müller was also saying um, the good old, um, uh, that he was happy to put all the mistakes in, in one game. <laughs> and and uh, uh, yeah, I don't... It's like you put your, all your rotten eggs in one basket. Yeah, uh, so there were a lot of rotten eggs. And uh, and what, what, what I found striking from the reaction was how surprised everybody was. Um, because you mentioned this 10-day uh, break. I thought the, the the argument would 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 be vice versa. Finally, you have a ten days where you can train, refresh, uh, not under this constant stress of uh, traveling, playing here and there. Don't know where you are, like a like a famous rock band. Where where are we playing now? And and so on. Um, 
Hello, But, uh, Gelsenkirchen. Uh, hello, Gelsenkirchen. No, they are in the second division. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Manchester today. Um, yeah, I, I found that, uh, I, I found that uh, uh, strange. But um, will that lead um, to more activity in winter concerning the transfer window? Is this uh, probably a game that maybe uh, will, will create an intense feeling that you have to add probably one or two more players than you thought? I'd like to think that Bayern's transfer policy isn't quite that knee-jerk, that it all rests <laughs> on, on one game, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I think it might make the difference between buying one or two player and buying two or three players. Mm -hmm. Because I think it will give Thomas Tuchel and his allies ammunition to say, look, we've come quite far. We papered over the cracks. But if we want to go and win the Champions League next season, if you want to catch up with Leverkusen, who hardly drop any points, then we need, we need to address these issues. So I think it, it might make it easier to get a player in midfield over the line, which perhaps wasn't seen as a total necessity because Tuchel and Bayern on the whole have dealt with it pretty well with what they got. So um, I'm not sure it will lead to a different transfer strategy, but it might just tip the scales in an internal debate of how much is necessary. Probably this all is bad news for Manchester United. And, and probably also Stuttgart. We talk about them in a second. Um, normally, this um, uh, game at Old Trafford this week, uh, final game in the Champions League, would be a kind of, I mean, from the Bayern perspective, friendly. And now it has uh, become really important because Bayern, uh, uh, Leon Goreska was saying that on German TV later on that now they have to show uh, something and he was kind of, yeah, it's a classic to play at um, Old Trafford and so on and so on. So probably bad news for Manchester United, question mark? That's exactly my take on the situation. I think Bayern would have gone through the motions, uh, have a lot of rotation, try to manage the game and don't embarrass themselves. But now it's, it's different. It's different. Um, I'm not sure how different it is because at the back of their minds, there'll still be this sense of we've got Stuttgart coming up and it's, this is not a must-win game. But there'll be a lot more motivation and determination from Tuchel, from the players to, to bounce back. And I looked at it uh, when I wrote a piece for The Athletic. Tuchel has never lost two games in a row at Bayern. And uh, even the people before him only ever less lost two games in a row once a season. Uh, that was Kovac and, and Heinkes. So I guess the lesson is that Bayern tend to bounce back and tend to use that anger and the frustration and they uh, let loose on the opposition as a therapy. So I agree that it's, it's not the ideal scenario for United. Also not the ideal scenario for Stuttgart, who played or were taking part in probably the best game of the season so far, or one of the best games. Uh, on Sunday, a 1-1 at home against Leverkusen, where um, Stuttgart has a 
terrific first half and almost was overwhelming Bayer Leverkusen. And then in, in the second half, uh, Bayer took control. Um, I don't know if you were able to, to see much of it, but um, I think it was, yeah, I mean, fascinating. And it was fascinating because um, two, the two teams really played um, great football, possession football, a lot of combination, a lot of one-on-ones, a lot of flexibility. It was so much to see there. Yeah, unfortunately, I only saw the highlights, but I, I agree. And I spoke to a few people who saw the game who were all raving about the quality of the football, especially Stuttgart's in the first half, because to dominate Leverkusen to that extent, I think was, was still surprising. Stuttgart ten, continued to surprise us and maybe they will surprise us all the way to beating Bayern in Munich uh, when the two teams meet next Sunday. Huge, huge game. But yeah, it shows that Stuttgart uh, tipped as the surprise package on this podcast before the start of the season. We should no longer be surprised when they're, when they're this good. But they were really incredibly good. So I think even the, the people who, um, who've been singing their praises were a little bit astonished just how, how much they could take the game to, to the best team in, in Germany so far, which was Leverkusen, or which is still Leverkusen. Yeah, and Leverkusen showed it that they are the best team in the Bundesliga in the second half. And... Uh, Obviously, um, there is a chance to um, to have some more learning Fußball Deutsch. Learning Fußball Deutsch with beer and honey. Because um, there was an important Kabinenpredigt by Xavi Alonso <laughs> at, at halftime because he was not happy about his team. And um, so he... He got loud, obviously. And uh, what is Kabinenpredigt, Raphael? Uh, it's a dressing room sermon. Is that, is that a, an expression that would be used in... No, not yet. But we can establish it here. <laughs> uh, maybe the, um, when you translate it like this, it, uh, normally a, a, a predigt is, isn't aggressive. I mean, it's it's uh, and what what the what the cabine pretty suggests is that you do this to people who were uh, to to pupils who didn't prepare their homework and and they get a predigt and uh, they got a sermon that they have to learn properly and so on, and so that is a bit of the cabine predigt idea, but um, yeah, uh, um, Xabi Alonso. Uh, Uh, was allowed in uh, at at halftime, uh, as some of his players um, uh, told afterwards, and uh, I don't know if that was um, due to this uh, noise he created uh, in the dressing room, but. Um, in the second half, uh, Bayer Leverkusen was fantastic, and they were very close to to, to win it. But altogether, it was a um, it deserved a win. And what you what we can see is here is, yeah, um, I, I think it's 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 good or fantastic for the Bundesliga to see uh, two teams uh, that try to play. Uh, this kind of complex, 
possession-based football with a lot of ideas, with a lot of creativity uh, and so on. And uh, that is not Bayern, that is not Borussia Dortmund. Um, so great. I mean, it's... Um, and um, I had my doubts um, and I uh, had them here in, in recent week here and then that Bayern Bayer, uh, can win the title. Ah, but um, they really look good. And still, they haven't lost a game, a single game in all the competitions this season. Very impressive. Their last defeat, for me, nice to mention, was on the last day of last season when they went down 3-0 in Bochum. Which was a massive surprise at the, at the time, but just shows you how strong Bochum really are. <laughs> Okay, um, we have a praise for, for Lever, uh, Leverkusen and Stuttgart. Hmm. And now Stuttgart also kicked Dortmund out of the um, uh, German Cup uh, in, during the week. And uh, there was a massive discussion about Borussia Dortmund uh, afterwards. They lost again on Saturday 2-3 at home against uh, uh, RB Leipzig. Um, is it again um, a full-blown uh, black and yellow crisis or especially um, this game uh, against Leipzig? Uh, do we have to take a complete different perspective because they played with uh, 10 men uh, almost 80 minutes because Mats Hummels was... Um, uh, sent off uh, for a professional foul early on um, in the game. Where are we now with Borussia again? <laughs> well, I thought that after the defeat in, in Stuttgart and the Cup, we'd have more bad repercussions going into this game. But I think the fact that Hummels was sent off and Dortmund were able to stay in the game and equalize and, uh, and give Leipzig a hard time, it was a defeat that somehow didn't feel like a, a real defeat. And I think Terzic, in a way, could, could show that Dortmund's reaction and their resilience uh, suggested that nothing really is too... Um, nothing is lost. Nothing is fundamentally wrong with this team. They've had a few bad games, yes, but look, we are... We are making progress and it was a defeat that ultimately didn't feel like a, a big defeat. And I think in a way he has strangely Mats Hummels to thank for that. Because Hummels immediately, uh, so early in the game, changed the whole complexion of it and made it made it a, a, a different kind of game that Dortmund did, did okay in. I mean... The fact that you're asking the question, Christoph, shows that we we are still being dumbfounded by by Dortmund. Still don't quite understand if they're good, if they're bad, if they're inconsistent, or if there's a consistency inside the cons inconsistency <laughs> um, in the Champions League. They've been pretty impressive. They will probably have another impressive game against uh, Paris Saint Germain this week. We'll talk about this later. But they will not win the league and they will not win the cup. So 
what is left of the season. But what, what, what is left of the season is, is pretty obvious, and that's what we, we talked about. Uh, Süddeutsche Zeitung um, had a nice headline today uh, saying, um, uh, place four is a new uh, uh, place one. Um, so uh, what we said, I think, weeks ago, the quality of this Borussia Dortmund team, also in context with... Uh, the the huge development at Leverkusen and Stuttgart means uh, that they really have fight hard to to become fourth, and um, and their competition comp main competitor is is uh, probably RB Leipzig, and um, so yeah, and 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 if they would not qualify uh, for the champions league i think it would be the equivalent of let's say mines going down to the second division i mean to the um or, or or other teams going down to the second division because you lose so much money and everything you are doing is 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 uh, based on Uh, on being qualified for the Champions League and your whole story is you are the Bayern Jäger and so on. Yeah, the, the one saving grace uh, that might exist is that fifth place will, could be enough if uh, they and other teams in uh, European competition continue to have good results. The Bundesliga currently on course of winning a fifth spot in next year's rejigged Swiss model extended Champions League format. But... There's still a long way to go. And maybe you're right, Christoph. Maybe the solo come down to fourth spot. And then if they miss that, then I think things are bound to change in one way or the other in Westphalia. There's also another team that uh, could help um, to gather some points for Germany for the um, for for the uh, uh, fifth spot, and that is surprisingly the rum roll Union Berlin because Who? they <laughs> they playing Real Madrid on on Tuesday, and if they would win. Uh, and Braga uh, lose at uh, Napoli. Napoli, they would qualify for the Europa League. But uh, this weekend, after 105 long days, after 16 depressing games, Union Berlin won a game. And uh, Under new coach Nenad Bielica and um, 3-1 against the helping hands or helping feet um, of Borussia Mönchengladbach, who played the fourth time this season against the bottom team of, of the Bundesliga uh, and didn't manage to win a single game of these and uh, were probably... Mm, the most a, a, a dream opponent if you're in a situation like uh, uh, um, Union Berlin because they were really uh, Mau. What is the English word for Mau? Uh, <laughs> meek, feeble. Yeah, they were meek and feeble. And uh, but anyhow, uh, under new coach Nenad uh, Berlitza, um Um, Union uh, uh, scored three goals 
And, and also I got the feeling that this effectiveness or, or whatever, or just call it luck, has returned to the Alta First AI because, for example, uh, the second goal um, that came from Benedict Hollerbach, um, who, who was mainly unused by um, Urs Fischer, I think had the lowest uh, XG <laughs> value um, all season or so, um, because it was uh, it had a 2.3% per ch uh, chance to go in. And it went in. And, and over these long 105 days, very often, often it was uh, uh, vice versa. But um, Union looked refreshed. They looked good. And... Um, Yeah, and uh, I think I mean I would have doubted um, that uh, they are a real relegation candidate, but um, but they looked like one for a long time, and uh, and still it's only a start. They are having ten points now, and that is by far not enough uh, to stay in the Bundesliga. Yeah, but it was a huge jump to escape the uh, relegation places. Is that the turning point, Christoph? Yeah, probably yes. Um, and and uh, it will be interesting to see what, what happens uh, against Real Madrid on, on, on Tuesday. Not so much because of the actual chance to qualify for the Europa League. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, for, for Real, it's a friendly. I, I wouldn't surprise if they um, would feel the kind of B team uh, because they are not so interested in, in the outcome of the, the match. Um, so may, there is a, a chance for a surprise uh, there. And maybe you get uh, things rolling there. And... Uh, Next week, they next Saturday, they play away to Bochum. That will be uh, uh, very important for both teams. And um, what, what, what I liked about the Union team is um, that it felt a bit like relegation fight, more than uh, in the weeks before, before that, where they were kind of wandering between the world, um, Champions League, Uh, bottom of the Bundesliga and so on. And uh, yeah, so I think um, Union supporters can be pretty optimistic. That's good. That's a nice way to uh, talk about, to, to start talking about the less optimistic teams uh, in the league. Köln against Mainz. That was um, Meek against Feeble. <laughs> Mao but, but feeble was but but feeble created much more gold chances so so um minds so that uh, Steffen Baumgart was happy afterwards uh, with the result yeah but it was still a nil nil draw that doesn't really help either side too much uh, Köln on 16th on 10 points minds on 17th on 9 and uh, the new bottom side our friends from Darmstadt It's taken them a long time, Christoph, to get where we always expected them to be at this point of the season. But they're down there after losing 3-2 at Heidenheim, who do much better than, than feared, it must be said. Yeah, and they have this enormous quality with, with set pieces. I mean, they scored three, they were winning 3-2 and scored all the goals from set pieces. The famous Jan Niklas Beste, the man with the beard and the, and the sweet foot. Um, They have scored 11 
goals from their 21 goals uh, after set pieces. I mean, that's uh, enormous. And if they manage to stay in the Bundesliga, um, this will be uh, also because of this quality they are having. Um, a recipe that was also successful in the first season of uh, Union Berlin in, in the Bundesliga. So, um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, fascinating uh, Heidenheim, but also fascinating that they constantly concede so many goals, two against Darmstadt again. Mm, yeah, perhaps, perhaps less fascinating <laughs> than the fact <laughs> that they score so many. But uh, another, I don't know, is this a surprising result or just the continuation of some pretty ropey performances? Was Wolfsburg's 1-0 home defeat against Freiburg? Uh, Wolfsburg, not a team that we tend to dwell on too much in Beer and Honey, Christoph, but maybe a sentence or two on a side that has now lost seven out of their last 10 games in all competitions. I mean, that is uh, the kind of run that gets a manager like Niko Kovac to sack. Is he still going to be here? Uh, in January? Looks like. I mean, they had a black week um, because uh, they also went out in the German Cup. Um, in Mönchengladbach, uh, um, Borussia was scoring in the 120th minute by Manu Kone. And now, they, before that, they lost 3-1 in Bochum and now 1-0 at home against Freiburg. But um, Marcel Schäfer, who is a sport director, um, or the head of sport in, in Wolfsburg, again said uh, that he would again say that Niko Kovac will, will stay um, as a coach. But I think the doubts about him are, are growing because... Um, what you can see is um, he he is able to um, transform teams in hardworking, disciplined uh, teams that um, make a lot of effort, a lot of runs, a lot of sprints and so on. But there is always this kind of um, lack of creativity, of ideas, what to do with the ball and so on. And... Um, and, and giving the uh, financial means that are at hand in, in Wolfsburg, I think what, where, are, where they are now, it's, uh, it's simply not enough. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, Hoffenheim, they won 3-1 against your friends uh, from Farfel Bochum, Christoph Hoffenheim. Uh, still in the running for the European places, they're in sixth. And Bochum, just about hanging on. They're in 14th place with 13 points. Uh, a lot of teams with very few points at this stage of the season, it must be said. Uh, the relegation battle is going to be pretty tough going into the later stages. Yeah, it's a bit of the uh, Schneckenrennen. Learning Fußball Deutsch with beer and honey. A, a race between snails, uh, a lot of snails in the bottom of the uh, of the Bundesliga. Um, uh, Hoffenheim really looked good um, against Bochum, but what didn't look good, um, the stadium was empty. I mean, uh, uh, Hoffenheim is playing some really nice football, is very successful and so on, but they only had 16,000 people uh, showing up against uh, Bochum. You will probably joke who wants to see uh, Bochum, but uh, 
But uh, I, I think when you live in the area, in the Hoffenheim area, and, and now you don't go there, uh, I don't understand it. It's uh, for uh, if you compare it to other uh, clubs in the in the Bundesliga, it's it's a bit of a shame uh, these numbers. Yeah, not not great for the Bundesliga brand. One more game to go through quickly before we leave you. A first defeat for our friend Jesse Forrup at Augsburg. Their unbeaten run comes to an end, and Bremen's winless run of four games also came to an end because they beat them 2-0 with Niklas Stark and Marvin Duksch getting three important points for a Werder side that um, can sleep a little bit easier now. 14, uh, 14 points puts them in 12th spot, still very much in the mix for the relegation rather than the European places, but maybe it will be another neither here nor there season in mid-table, which is probably the best they can hope for at this point. Uh, uh, funniest um, moment in the game <laughs> was was briefly before the 2-0 because uh, Augsburg was uh, wanted to uh, substitute two players and the, the two players that um, had to go off were already um, uh, close to the bench uh, because they uh, thought that the game was interrupted, but it wasn't interrupted. <laughs> and so there was more space for Werder to uh, for the attack that led to the 2-0 um, uh, funny thing and a, a bit of an embarrassment for uh, for Augsburg um, this is the sort of thing that's not gonna go down so well for the coaching staff and the assistant coach who's in charge of this thing you can expect uh, a a bit of a predict. Yeah, but maybe also a, a sermon for maybe also for the the players because I think um, you ha still have to keep an eye on the game as long as it is uh, running. Yeah, but that's the story of life, isn't it, um, Christoph? <laughs> Always keep an eye on whether the game is actually still going on or not before you make any moves. Very important lesson. Okay, it uh, the the sermon by. <laughs> Kabinenpredigt by Raphael Honigstein. Yeah. So dearly beloved uh, of the Beer and Honey community, thank you very much for listening to this week's sermon by Minister Christoph and me, the, the helping hand behind the pulpit. We'll be back on Thursday morning with our exclusive look at the Champions League exploits of Bayern, Dortmund, Union and Leipzig. And then, of course, our regular Beer and Honey show will be back in a week's time until then uh take care thank you very much for listening i was rafael honigstein i was christoph biermann and we say bye 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 beer and honey the german football podcast <laughs>